0: In this episode of another Zelda podcast, David meets with his cousins Carly and Michael to discuss some of their first impressions with the Legend of Zelda series. Welcome to another Zelda podcast. I'm your host, David Geisler, here today with two guests, Carly and Michael. Carly, how are you?
1: I am good, David. <laughs> I, I am good.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Michael, you doing well as well? I'm doing fantastic, David. How are you? Are you oh, psh, I got a comfy chair for this recording. I'm feeling great. Yeah. Good. I'm like, my the chair I'm sitting in for our recording ha- literally has, it's like an armchair almost. It has mm-hmm. arms. I, I'm able to sit back. The last time we recorded, I was on like a bench. So I was kind of like leaning forward. And right. It was fine. Now I feel like I can do like a long form interview with you guys. Like I, yeah. think I feel like I got to ask you about your life and where you, where you grew up and where it came from but anyway where it came from
1: well I mean you know half of that story so. half of it
0: so if you didn't know this Carly and I are cousins but the two of you are now married so in many ways all three of us are cousins which is pretty exciting yes. Absolutely. very cool um and today we're gonna we're gonna do an episode that I'm excited about because I think it's gonna be it's I guess this is a deep dive episode if we had to categorize it um it's not a top 10 or a favorites or anything like that but we're gonna talk about some of our First, literally, each of us will speak about our first impression of the Zelda franchise, Legend of Zelda franchise, where and when that happened and how it affected us, positive, negative, or otherwise. Um, and then I think we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'd kind of like to, just to kind of do a second lap on that idea, mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about maybe, hopefully there were times, I know that I think for me there was a, not a, a an immediate moment, but like an experience that for me I was like, Oh, I really like Zelda games. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you get your first impression, and then at a certain point, or sometimes it's the same moment. But then you, you know, when you realize, I guess if we had to like turn it into a headline, it'd be like when we realized we were Zelda fans, or something like okay. that. Sure, it's yeah. That's a little clickbaity or whatever, but um, I think we'll go with it. Yeah. So, Absolutely. so uh, first impressions. But before we get into that, I've got, I have some uh, listener feedback. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna do six because a few of them are actually just quick little comments that I thought were super fun and super cute. Yeah. yeah. All right, so the first here is from uh, Alexis L over on Twitter. His handle is I believe. Yeah. Uh, their handle is sixela underscore one one. So it's it's Alexis backwards and uh, <laughs> clever. Sixela eleven said at another Zelda pod at Rapture Pain just started watching the pod. Great stuff. Consider me a fan. I'm binge-watching the first season while doing a marathon of all the games. Nice. Ooh. I might listen to all the episodes before finishing Adventures of Link. Man, that's hard. So that's funny. So Adventures of Link is the second Zelda game ever. I'm not sure if Alexis here is playing chronologically or release order. Sometimes mm-hmm. people choose to play release order because one of the things that's kind of interesting about Zelda games, Carly, because I know you're pretty new to the franchise, is that like... um, uh in Ocarina of Time oh so in Skyward Sword they introduced a mechanic where you could push a button to you know run basically a stamina yeah. button yeah. which wasn't in Ocarina of Time they introduced this mechanic because a lot of people learned that if you roll in Ocarina of Time you can oh, move a little it was quicker faster, yeah. Yeah. it's good not good gameplay it's not it's not particularly in, you know um it doesn't present well if Link's just going ah, ah, ah doing yeah. like somersault yeah. it's not a fun way to play 50 hours of a video game especially right. if you're
2: speed running all you see is Link rolling across <laughs> the fields of Hyrule yeah or yeah. you'll do that
0: weird thing where he technically runs backwards faster than forwards so they'll do these quick clicks and like run uh, backwards through Hyrule yeah um, so in Skyward Sword a couple games later they uh, it was decided like oh well what if we put a run button in there mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, later that appeared in Breath of the Wild as well as a stamina gauge but of course what can happen is if you play the games chronologically you get to learn the story in order which is a lot of fun i just put my microphone but you might like start with a let's say a stamina wheel and skyward sword and then you get to who even knows even twilight princess let's say and you're like well wait a second wait i can't run anymore right you know what i mean yeah. so you so the the uh design of these games and and how easy they are or aren't to play is a real roller coaster if you play chronologically naturally sure. yeah mm-hmm. so sometimes people play release order so they can actually see if you kind of want to explore the the video game development history version Mm -hmm. of Legend Mm -hmm. of Zelda, you play release order. Yeah. I don't know what Alexis is doing here. However, I would guess that it might be release order because uh, they say I might listen to all the episodes before finishing Adventures of Link. So if Alexis here started with the original Legend of Zelda, the Adventures of Link... Is the second yep. game in release order, the second game for the Nintendo Entertainment System, oh, okay. yeah, and yeah. it's commonly considered to be the w- the hardest Zelda game that exists. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's
1: tough.
2: It's tough stuff. Yep. It really is. Best of luck. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, and
0: that's hard. Uh, Michael, wishing Alexis luck here. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for the tweet, Alexis. I hope you are enjoying the show. I hope um... you know what I'm just going to say it. Just listen to all the episodes again if you're gonna if you finish up before Adventures in Link. I'm just joking. Uh, okay, let's see. Over on YouTube here, Felix—that's the screen name. Felix simply said, uh, to, in reference to our Kakariko Village episode, which was which was last season, season three, episode eight. I did it with Alyssa. She was a, a co-worker who came on as a guest, and she's been in a few other episodes. Um, Alyssa said, "I w- I want <laughs> Felix here. This is this is funny. Just a YouTube comment. I love it." Felix says, "I wanted a Zelda podcast. I searched for it." And I definitely got what I wanted.
1: Nice. There it is. Short and sweet. Yep. Thanks, Felix. Nice. Glad yeah. that we're
0: able to deliver for you. Um, it was. It was not. If I may speak to some behind the curtain stuff with another Zelda podcast. When Kate and I were coming up with the name, I, I, it's not a secret that that both of us agreed. Like, well, we definitely want the word Zelda in there. Um, for for Google searching, yeah, yeah, and I was like, it'd be nice if we could get the word podcast in there because people literally, if they're going to hit Google and just say Zelda podcast, and then we were we were both kind of thinking about it and we're like, man, there's like eight or nine other Zelda podcasts at the time, you know. Yeah. Now there's even a few more, and we we're like, well, we we don't want to we want to be serious about our love of Zelda, but we don't really want to be that serious of a podcast either. There's mm-hmm. there's plenty of really nice podcasts out there that get really specific about knowing all the details, and that's super cool. Yeah, but both Kate and I knew that we were fans first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we're like, well, let's just have a little bit of a sense of humor. Let me just call it another Zelda podcast because we just we just another one in the in the bucket there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And people kind of know what they're signing up for. Hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Felix found hopefully um, from a from an analytics or a logistics point of view, that having Zelda and podcast in our title helped there. Thank you very much, Felix. Moving on over to um, this is I think a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Uh, Jack Attack. Spelled J A C A T A C K, Jack Attack 108. Nice. uh, Back in January, actually said, uh, I love this pod. Heart face emoji, heart face emoji, heart face emoji. I also love the Zelda franchise. I've only played Breath of the Wild, Ocarina of Time, and Age of Calamity.
2: I'm 12. (laughs) all right jack attack 108 you're already getting through a good solid chunk of them so that's fantastic absolutely thank you for the five-star review that
0: certainly helps us uh rise up in the uh in the rankings the algorithms really love reviews over there at apple Podcasts. so zach attack you're definitely helping us out thank you you're probably you might even be 13 by the time you're hearing this comment but we really appreciate the uh the support breath of the (laughs) wild ocarina of time and age of calamity Mm -hmm. so wow that's a bit of a jump ocarina of time Breath of the Wild Age of Calamity. If we had to recommend what game uh Jack Attack should play next, what do you th- what do you think,
2: Mike? Oh gosh. So, if you've already played Ocarina, you could go back and play Majora's. Yeah, you could do the direct sequel Link's, thing. Links Awakening was also re-released on the Switch and that is like in my top tier list for Legend of Zelda games. I really like Links Awakening as well, and mm-hmm. if you're playing Breath of the Wild and Age of Calamity, you have a Switch
0: Mm-hmm. Right, and it might be a good recommend to just go in there and do *Links Awakening*. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Story wise, *Majora's Mask* is that direct sequel. *Wind Waker* has some *Ocarina of Time* references, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. if you want to get weird, you could go back to the original.
2: No, no, no. I like this. I like what we. I like mm-hmm. what we picked. Part of me, I just like hiccup talked. Yep. Uh, I believe *Hyrule Warriors* because *Age of Calamity* is the second one. Correct. For *Hyrule Warriors*. *Age of, of, Wars? Or is Age of Calamity* one? is the in canon. Hyrule Warriors. So it's the second sure. Hyrule Warriors that was created. Yeah. Yeah. So you, so you could go back and do uh the regular one. Regular Hyrule Warriors? Yeah, regular Hyrule Warriors. Just for a non a non-canonical romp.
0: Absolutely. How dare you? I know. I need, I need my Heresy. stories to matter. <laughs> Heresy. <laughs> no, I, I also I own Hyrule Warriors for the Wii U and mm-hmm. it's it's in a Mario Kart style way. It's fun to jump into and Absolutely. have some fan service. That is that is nice. Um okay, we got another one here over on Apple Podcasts. Awesome Zelda Podcast by Renfy, R-E-N-P-H-Y. They gave us five stars and said, A couple of months ago, a friend... Oh, I I haven't previously read this one. A couple of months ago, a friend recommended this podcast to me, and I've been listening ever since. It would be fun if you guys review the Oracle games. They are some of my favorites, and I don't think they get as much love as they deserve. Sad emoji. Thanks for the amazing podcast, smiley emoji, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. So Michael, you and I both enjoy the Oracle games. We Mm -hmm. spoke to that a little bit in our episode three of this season. Yeah. I do really want to do an Oracle review episode, but here's the thing. Uh, You guys probably, way back in season one, Kate and I reviewed or or reacted to, but we reviewed Link's Awakening. It was Mm -hmm. the first time she had played a 2D Zelda game. Sure. Mm -hmm. And she played it Legit on a on a Game Boy Advance, so basically like on the real system, no mm-hmm. backlight. She played all of Links Awakening, huddled up against a lamp in her living room. Yeah, and she lo- she love hated it. She she was like, I love it, but this stuff is rough. You know, the, the mm-hmm. constant item switching and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, gets yeah. a little tight. And. Also, also, like you, those screens are so small. You're literally mm-hmm. going from screen to screen to screen in that original Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Oracle games, because they had a little bit more memory on the Game Boy Color, they were able to basically make every screen four times as big, at mm-hmm. least in the dungeons, I believe. Yeah, and so you can do a little bit of scrolling in the dungeons. I would love to do an Oracle of Games review episode, but I really feel like because of Kate's experience on Link's Awakening, I think
2: I need to do this with Kate. I don't mm-hmm. know. What are your thoughts on the relationship of those three games? So, I a I think they're fantastic games. And, yes, they do not get enough love. Um, I Have you ever considered using a Game Boy Player on a GameCube? The Game Boy Player would allow you to play the Game Boy Color games on the GameCube, which would put it on the full screen you get a gamecube controller it 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 would help with the backlight thing right i completely agree in fact i'm so happy you said that because way back in season one three years ago
0: Mm -hmm. um when we reviewed minish cap i lent kate my game boy player and i showed her how to screw it into the back give her Mm -hmm. the, the startup disc and so she played minish cap on the tv and I think basically with a GameCube controller. Mm-hmm. I also lent her the link cable that will allow you to plug in your Game Boy and use that as a controller. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, she basically used the GameCube controls and she sure. loved Minish Cap. So I think, you know, when you mm-hmm. remove some of those obstacles, yep. those games are really nice. I've played, I played ages organically in a Game Boy Color mm-hmm. almost 20 years ago, back when I was first time I had come to Chicago when I was going to Columbia College. Yeah. And, um, I remember like literally playing Oracle of Ages on the subway and waiting in line for Mm -hmm. registration and stuff. It was great. Yeah. But now Seasons, Oracle of Seasons, I didn't find it for another 10, 15 years. And I finally bought Mm -hmm. it used at a a game store.
2: Yeah.
0: No. Do you know where? No. I mean, I have that. I bought a cartridge that way. But I I have Mm -hmm. to say, I actually played it as the 3DS download from the Virtual Console store. Mm -hmm. So Seasons, I'm still trying to get through. I haven't completely Mm -hmm. finished Seasons. And um, I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. But I'm playing it on my 3DS. Anyways, so uh, yes, Oracle Games, awesome. I don't know how soon we're going to be able to get to a review episode because I really feel like I want to do it with Kate. Maybe others could join us, but I think Kate needs to be a part of this conversation. I, I agree. And by the way, speaking of the limitations of the original Link's Awakening just a little bit, mm-hmm. I do know that during during Season 3, uh, uh, while Kate was taking a break, um, we still stayed in touch. And she did download and play the Link's Awakening Switch edition mm. sure. and absolutely loved it. She thought okay. it was cute, adorable, and so like there's a good game there, and I'm really mm-hmm. happy she was able to have that experience. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, there Renfi. I think, um, yep, we're going to do two more and then keep moving. I-, I shouldn't talk so much. All right, here we go. Great, great podcast. Star Starry Chan said, "I love this podcast. I always listen to it during lunch at school. I started listening a couple of months ago because I was looking for a Zelda podcast to listen to. Okay. I am listening to the Ocarina of Time episode at the moment. Oh Ooh. yes." Maybe that was episode 18, season one. I can't quite remember. I have only completed Breath of the Wild. I own and have somewhat played Link Between Worlds. Okay. Okay. Ocarina of Time 3D. Majora's Mm -hmm. Mask 3D, which is, of course, all 3DS Mm -hmm. purchases. Link's Awakening on the Switch. Twilight okay. Princess on the Wii and Wind Waker HD. Well, wow, that list got long fast. Right. Breath of the Wild was my first Zelda game, mm-hmm. which I started in 2018. The reason I wanted Breath of the Wild actually was because someone was showing the guide for it at school. Oh, like the old days. I know. I remember those days. So I guess I can thank that person for leading me to my passion of all things Zelda. P.S. Mm-hmm. I also, also own all three Zelda books as well as creating a champion. Oh, the encyclopedia, nice. Hyrule Historia, and I think it's like the art of mm-hmm. Zelda and the creating a champion book. Fantastic. Super cool. St- I, see, I think I said Star Chan's name wrong. It's Starl Clan. S-T-A-R-L-C-L-A-N. Amazing. Thank you for the review. We're going to do one more and then keep moving. Lucy, so I wanted to get to this one because I actually took a snippet of this review when I first saw it and I put it as a little quote. We have a little quote randomizer up on the top of our website of people that mm-hmm. just say nice things about the show. Yeah. And um so Lucy Labna, L E B L L A B N E H Lab Labna. Labna. Lucy Labna said, This is very sweet. Um so this this review came in during the the height of COVID. Mm-hmm. A jewel of a podcast that outshines mm-hmm. the Zora Sapphire, Goron Ruby, and Kokiri Emerald. Aw, Another Zelda podcast is the Master Sword of Podcasts. It helps cleave through the dark malice of our times and has become a priceless extension of its listeners. David and Kate and their delightful carousel of guest hosts offer thoughtful and well-researched insight to my most beloved game franchise. Hmm. They focus on more than just the gameplay, extending their discussion into the game's development, lore, cultural impact, and personal meaning, making for an enlightened lightning and educational experience with every episode. I a professional but friendly podcast that invites its listeners to engage and discuss. AZP feels like a show and more wait. AZP feels less like a show and more like listening to a riveting conversation amongst dear friends. Mm. Thanks AZP crew for creating such excellent content and I look forward to many more years of fantastic listening. Lucy, thank you so much. I assume your uh. name is Lucy. We really don't know, mm-hmm. uh, but this individual really had some kind words, and it means a lot to me because that you know honestly the put, putting this show together through COVID was really difficult. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I try as much as possible to have these episodes be in person. I think that's part of the Zelda the AZP formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this idea that we can like look each other in the face and kind of maybe speak over each other, or get new ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things that are really special about doing episodes or shows over Zoom, Skype google hangouts whatever Mm -hmm. but to have that quick there with someone moment Mm -hmm. is really special so hopefully hopefully um lucy here you know well she was kind of speaking she i assume was speaking to that as well with this kind of conversation so i wanted to get that get to that one uh Mm -hmm. thank you so much lucy so actually we're just going to get gushier and gushier here because we're going to start talking about first impressions of zelda games absolutely i don't want to go first because i've been talking a lot and i want to take a drink of water (laughs) but (laughs) um i think michael i think we start with you oh you want to start with me maybe we go you me carly or you carly we'll we'll, we'll go with it as we feel sure sure but michael so your exposure to legend of zelda what i what i'm interested in what we're trying to do here is we're trying Mm -hmm. to recollect the first times that we can really remember being
2: being exposed to the franchise one Mm -hmm. way or another what what comes to mind for you sure Mm -hmm. So, i have got to travel back a little bit for that. Um, I grew up out in the countryside on a farm. My father's a farmer and accountant. Don't know what he does for fun. Okay. Um, Maybe he farms and and crunches numbers. Maybe he he, does.
1: He works for fun. Is it like he loves
2: his job kind of thing?
1: Well, not necessarily. He's just a workaholic, and he just is doing it all the time. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair
2: enough. So... I really didn't get to grow up too much with video games at first. It mm-hmm. was not something considered productive, right? Ah. And so video games are kind of out of my grasp. Um, until one day, someone had a Game Boy that they were selling. Oh, my gosh. And I was able to buy it. Um, the was Game this Boy- like kid at school or something that it, kind of thing? Yeah, so it was a kid at school, oh, and so he he had one. Um, I had to actually sign a contract to make sure that the kid would not back out on me buying his Game Boy. What? Because um, so- you know,
1: an accountant dad. So,
2: <laughs> so <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. You gotta iron this out for me. So, so your dad wrote a contract or had you write a contract? It wrote a contract so that way it would be signed so that I could I could have this Game Boy no, and I there was this. no takesy backsies, right? So like but- you would.
0: Pay the kid money, the kid gave you a Game Boy, and they can't come like uh, beat you up in a month and take the yeah, game away. Right, or
1: something. yeah, and be right. like, oh, you stole my Game Boy. You yeah. Know? Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, I kind of love this. So it was it was one of the black fat Game Boys. Right. Oh, so it that's wasn't good it wasn't game even Boy. the original like tannish off-white gray color. Right. You know, it was a black one. And um, so with this Game Boy, it opened my world to a ton of different video games. Kirby's Adventure was probably my first one. Wow. Um, but after that, Link's Awakening was something available at a shop in town really? and so I had picked it up because it looked super cool. The they had the manual and everything. The art looked great. Wait, right? so you bought it at like a, a reuse a resell shop? A resell yeah. shop, ah, yes. Okay. I believe it was called Fox Valley Games, I think was what it was was at that time. Mm-hmm. And the book and everything, that's great. Absolutely. So, you know, you're flipping through the book on the car ride home and you're like, man, this looks really good. I don't have any batteries in my Game Boy to play right now because they're all dead, <laughs> right? Because it takes four batteries. And so I get home and I put the batteries in. And I start playing this game. And there were so many things that I had never experienced in a video game yet, because Kirby's, you know, just 2D side scroller. You're yeah. puffing around, blowing air, swallowing things, you know. I got I have to I have to like re-emphasize mm-hmm. this. So this is your almost exposure to video games? Yes. Wow. that I have a few other stories with that, but that's a yeah. totally different topic for I get another it. day. Wow. Um, and so you had no idea what Zelda was, you had no idea how it played, you just said, oh, this kind of looks
0: like neat things.
2: Absolutely. Oh my god, I love this yes, story. absolutely. And so, so I get this game, and I pop it in, and I turn it on, and of course, you've got this giant egg at the beginning, and you're going through an adventure as you wake up on a beach, and there's just so many things that were different from the previous game I had played, which was Kirby, yeah. right? 2D sides Scroller, and you've got a top down, you're looking around, swinging your sword in four different directions or eight ish, kind of. Um, yeah, yeah and, pardon me, eight ish, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, and so you have different items you can get. There's a shopkeeper, there's all kinds of stuff you can trade in the game. And it just kind of blew my mind and like pulled this shell open to explore this amazing world that was in front of me in the palm of my hands. Mm-hmm. And so I, that was one of those things where like it just took off, and I'm like, man. I really like video games. And it's like, it was probably the catalyst, right? Yeah. It, it just really helped cement that in there for me. And I think it's one of the reasons I like that game so much. I used to play it um, almost religiously. Like we'd go on long card rides for oh, vacations yeah. and I'd bring it along. Um, you know, it, so it's just, it's something that's really near and dear to my heart for this game. And I so love this. Not only is it knowledge. your
0: first Zelda game, it's one of your first video games. Absolutely. And it has to be impactful. That's cool. do you you
2: have any thoughts about the links awakening switch remake so it looks pretty i have oh you haven't played it yet yet. it looks pretty but i haven't played it i'm hoping and i'm I'm hoping this is i've tried not to dig too much into it because i want to experience it fresh at some point right um i'm hoping that it translates really well a lot of the emotions and like the controls and stuff that i felt while playing right right um and i I have some more moments to talk about that later but i don't want to i take everything.
0: Well, that's okay. That's okay. So let's, let's circle back. I think you'll enjoy the remake. The remake? Mm-hmm. I was worried yeah. about the biggest change is that it doesn't do screen by screen scrolling. It does... Okay normal scrolling sure so there are times where you can kind of see parts of the land that maybe you wouldn't in the game boy version sure you know tall tall heights is right next to i don't know animal village or something and normally you have no idea they're right next to each other unless you're consulting your map and in this version you can kind of be like well i see it right there right right but but in other ways um i think it's a fair like i will always still go back and play the game boy version of link's awakening i don't even own the dx version you wait a second is the DX version the the one that you have with you here this weekend? Is that the one you bought at the used video
2: game store that you've had it, for whatever? It, it is not, unfortunately. Um, I so story about my childhood. I was not very smart about the fact that when you sell a video game, the likelihood is I'm not going to see it again um, for a oh. long time. And, but that's the way you could get other games, right? <laughs> so so, so I so I traded up, air quotes, into another game and. It's why I generally don't sell games anymore because I regret it ever since. So it's not the same copy, but the DX version is exactly what I remember playing. Um, Just not on Game Boy Color, which adds a whole extra dungeon, so I miss that.
0: Yeah. 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 The color dungeon. You know, what I'm thinking, though, is like with that classic black Game Boy and the black, black cartridge, that's got to be a cool look
2: mm-hmm. walking around
0: with, with that old school Game Boy and, uh, and the DX cartridge. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think you've got a green Game Boy color right
2: now. I saw. Yep, yeah, One of those teals. I, I put in a new screen and everything. Um, added a new back to it. So oh, really? it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's wow. good. I need to replace the screen again. Cause it's got a little bit of scratching in it, but yeah, so I like, like to Game take Boy that. Color. Yeah. I like to take that stuff apart and, you know, put it back together. Sometimes I paint them too. I was so. excited when
0: I saw, when you guys came to visit this weekend and I saw that Game Boy Color sit in the car. Cause mm-hmm. I do that too. I'll go around with, I mean, I, it's usually my silver SP just for convenience, yep. but like I will go back to the color and the whatever. I don't think I have them up on my shelf over here. I think I, they're buried in this little trunk, but anyway. That's good stuff. And I'm honestly jealous of your black Game Boy purchase because I always thought that was the coolest one. Uh-huh. I had the normal.
1: The gray one. Gray one, I guess yeah. I could say. Like it's like
0: of an off-gray vanilla, white kind of vanilla, vanilla, gray, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and then my little sister ended up getting the red Play It Loud one, which I thought oh, looked super cool. Sure, like one of the. boys uh, pockets or whatever. You know what's cool about the black one is I think the Game Boy logo is a slightly different color or something
2: mm-hmm. than the others because it had to be. The, the dark Game Boy words didn't behind. show up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a very it's a cool look. Yeah, I think a lot of that went gray. Um, for, oh, for how neat. it looks, I think. Yeah, I think oh. they flipped some of that around. So
0: so Gosh, you so know. most of the time. So I'm trying to visualize young Michael playing Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. You're doing it. Are you are you also holding the Game Boy
2: under a lamp in the living room kind of thing? Or oh. what was your preferred <laughs> mode of play? So. It's, I played it a lot while I was, you know, on vacations and things like that. So you're sitting by the car window and you're hoping you have a window seat really bad. (laughs) And then you still want to play it when it gets dark. So you're like hoping there's street lights that are just like pooling overhead. And you're like, oh, oh, I can see for a moment. Pause. I can see for a moment. Pause. I can see for a moment. And it was, so it was rough. But, you know, once the Game Boy lights came out, that helped a little bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I bought, you know, that, that magnifying glass light thing that clicks onto the top. Yes,
1: yeah. I
0: bought that from a friend at school. Mm-hmm. I
1: had one of those
0: too. Yeah. Big clunky thing, but I remember, oh, yeah. I remember thinking like, the world has been opened. I can play Game Boy games anytime I want. Right, right. Yeah. And, and frankly, frankly, in the middle of the night was almost better because then you wouldn't get the weird sun glares. You could just right. get the glow right on the screen yeah. and all that Absolutely. kind of stuff. You
1: could control where the source was, so you wouldn't have to like yeah. worry about the, the glare being in the wrong wasn't spot either.
2: That's no. Right. Yeah, I mean,
0: no. it did kind of help. Do you remember that weird squirly snake light one that would be the Game what, Boy? That's Advances? what I had. That's what you had. Yeah, even you could had it like, for like, the color. Yeah, oh. uh, a lot of those slots are very similar. And so it would plug in. Mm-hmm. so you had the snake
2: light did it do okay for you or was it like it, one side too bright one side not bright enough it it did alright my major complaint with the snake light is it, it, if you bend it in one direction then you set it down carelessly it rebends, then you gotta re-put it back oh, into position a and, and because it's a wire over time
1: it, oh it breaks it, it,
2: it, it kind of just breaks yeah just, it down you know it just doesn't always bend exactly where you need it to and I that kind of thing so did you buy your Game Boy
0: Color organically at a store normal style mm-hmm. or, yeah yeah and then you've yep. souped it up
2: Yep, I I did. It was missing a back at that point, and I'm like, I can replace the screen and put it back on, no problem. So it was I, missing a back when you bought it. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the well, and you the really screen, brought this thing back to life. Yeah, and the screen was not doing very good at all. It was really scratched. So yeah, I I just I like restoration of that kind of stuff. I love this.
0: I just recently, since just because you're bringing it up, about two months ago at a used video game store here in Chicago. It's right back there. I found the Target edition Game Boy Advance Do you yep. See that right the there? The exclusive yeah. red one. yeah. And I I currently work as a manager at a Target and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I think I got to pick this up." The screen's a little rough, honestly, mm-hmm. and I, I might maybe there's a maybe there's a restoration project in our future or something.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Patent
0: I mostly have it just as a as almost as an ornament, honestly, at this yes. point. I just have it on my shelf mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. cool cuz they were hard to find and it was a super
2: Yes, they were very hard wacko.
0: to find. Wacko, it was one of these like I was asking the guy that runs it was the exchange over on Belmont. And they have a couple different locations. I also really enjoy um, video games then and now, which is out a bit. It's about 20 minutes west of here. But anyway, I was talking to the, I assumed the manager at the video game exchange on Belmont. And I, and I was like, when did, you know, when did this come in? He's like, oh my gosh. So it was kind of like one of these, it just came in a few days ago. And it was one of these like game dumps where a, mm-hmm. and I mean no offense, but like a grandma or a parent just brought a box of stuff. In yeah, and said, she had no, no idea stuff. what she had. Yeah, my yeah, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Little Johnny 40, doesn't play it. 50, 60. And, you know, this has been in our basement for 20 years or whatever oh, it is. Oh, no. And, I wonder uh, what
1: happened when her, when the kid found out.
0: Well, maybe like the if... kid said, yeah, no problem. Get rid of that Game Boy stuff. Oh. and didn't know either. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, But I did a little research and it was like a, a kind of mildly exclusive release mm-hmm. and everything. So I was very, I was very, so I was excited to find it. I I have a bit of a rule when I I do collect things a little bit but my rule is I only buy games I actually want to play I only buy Mm -hmm. systems I actually want to play if I have a Game Boy Color I don't need to buy four more or something just to get every color like it's more like I collect for use I collect to play the games right right? and so um, wait you just had a moment you two do you do the same Michael? (laughs) Carly just sent a look over to Michael about this, or is it the opposite? If I if I, op- I op- ripped off a band do you want
1: to do you want to explain, Michael?
2: <laughs> do I want to explain?
1: Hey, so, Michael,
0: uh, what's your philosophy for uh, game collecting? Uh, How do you like
1: to collect? I,
2: I like to collect things that I do want to play at some point in space and time among the hierarchy of many many games that are continuing to hit my backlog. Yeah, um, I I have uh, shelves. Yes, shelves. Yes, I, I. mean, I do. I do <laughs> too. I, every game I
0: buy, I try to. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've like wanted to put on my list because I yep. wanted to play it. I'm not trying yes. to complete any lists or anything. Mm-hmm. I
2: agree with yeah. that. It's um, safer that way. Let's let's
0: mm-hmm. transition a little bit over to Carly. So, do you also do a little bit of retro game collecting, Carly? Or are you? Is not so much.
1: Um, I would say no at yeah. this point. Um, I do do some collecting. Um, my mind is blanking right now That's on okay. what I collect. Well, I kind of jumped Kirby. over to <laughs> but a little bit of Kirby stuff. a little bit of Kirby? Well, cool. you give me Kirby stuff is what <laughs> happens. like, so, so you collect <laughs> it, right? I <laughs> have
2: you collect Kirby. That's kind of funny.
1: I I actually, I really enjoy the uh, Peanuts comic strip. Okay, um because actually our grandma really enjoyed she did peanuts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is i think where i picked it up because she used to
0: cut them out and give them to me there was there was like really one, there was a surgery she went through like 20 years ago so she lived with us for like a year it was a oh. foot surgery she took oh, my sure. room in fact and i had to i slept somewhere else and, <laughs> you're and like they, darn grandma he gave her my room so she could be closer to the restroom and all that stuff and she kind of wheeled around on a chair cuz she had foot surgery this is yeah. i was maybe in junior high maybe even younger and she used to cut out the Peanuts comic strips. I can't believe I'm remembering this right now. Of that day. Mm. But then like give them to me.
1: Nice. Like, oh, here's
0: the Peanuts for today. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a good memory you just gave me. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, so Peanuts.
1: Um, Yes. So I collect that stuff. Basically, I have lots of Snoopies. Um, oh, nice. Michael mm. recently gave me, it's it's a book. It's called The Peanuts Book. And it's like basically an entire encyclopedia. It's like... The Zelda Encyclopedia, except Peanuts, and it's like a whole timeline of like when he started, like what school he went to to get into to drawing and all of that, and like when the museum in California opened and all of that stuff. So, anyways, no, it's great. We'll get back to Zelda. Um, (laughs) um, Well,
0: what we, um, I guess, I guess since we're kind of organically moving over to you, I know that you're kind of a newer, a a new Zelda. Yeah, you're experiencing. I I don't want to say that you're a new Zelda fan. That's, that's for you to decide how much you enjoy or don't enjoy Zelda, but your exposure to Zelda has been kind of recent. Isn't that right? Yes.
1: So it has increased recently. We'll say, (laughs) um, I have <laughs> what? There's a lot of
0: looks going back and forth between I'm, the two.
1: I think I think he's just very proud. Yeah, right now, I see. I think is what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, it kind of <laughs>
0: happens with like with Gingsy. She'll make a comment about a certain video game, and I'm like, oh,
1: oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that the um, um okay. Um,
0: so, so 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 what so what so I think right now you're playing a link, a link to, to, to the, the past. past.
1: Yeah. So my my. I was, like, aware of Link and Zelda, and I think my awareness actually came from the Super Smash Bros. Okay. Um, Because my brother is really into video games, Mm -hmm. and I don't recall if he ever played a whole lot of Zelda games. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, my
0: story is not about a game either. It's about being introduced to the franchise in a different way yeah so if this is if this way like when is really the first time you became aware of like the zelda franchise yeah it's okay
1: yeah so my like the first time i was introduced to the characters was actually through super smash bros right. melee actually so okay. um i was like yeah just these characters from other things and i didn't know <laughs> that they were like part of other games and they were sort of like doing uh, cameos if you will right um and I just sort of like, you know, would hear about Zelda and whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's from, you know, that fighting game, whatever. Um, and then. From
0: that fighting game. I love it. <laughs> Soul Calibur 2, of course. Yes, yeah, absolutely.
1: So. <laughs> um, and then I met Michael, and. Oh,
0: wow, so this is kind of
1: new. He took me to Middle Gaming Classic, Midos which we've Gaming talked Classic. about several times. Um, and there is a. I don't know, I've just seen like a bunch of art and whatnot. It, and uh, there is a artist. The only thing I can remember is Lore.
2: Yep, Lore. Lore Rain. Or, lore Rain. Okay. Or rain Lore.
1: Uh, some form of that. Is It's either Lore Rain or Rain Lore? Um, <laughs> anyway, so he is a digital artist. Yeah. Um, and he is at a lot of conventions. Okay. Um, and he comes to Middle Skidman Classic. And he had a really beautiful picture of Link in front of... The fairy being healed, and he it's like super beautiful. It's this really pretty blue, yeah. And this fairy's coming down, there's like this light stream, and it's like sparkles. And um, Link is on the floor, he's like kneeling on the floor. There's like water around him, and um, he's like all beat up. He's got like you know, blood coming from his face, and his Mm -hmm. uh, clothes are tattered and whatnot. And it's like he's being healed by um
0: by presumably one of the great fairies or something right yes Um,
1: and so it just like really I think piqued my interest because I was like that's a really beautiful picture like I love the way that he depicted that and he sort of like explained you know the situation to me you know why he made the
2: Oh, so
0: you got to speak to the artist. You were able to speak yes. to yep, the artist. Yeah,
1: yep. He was there selling his art, so we got to have like a conversation with him. Oh, yes, cool. yeah. yeah. So, um,
0: I was—is this the Midwest Gaming Classic we were all at together? Because I'm sad I missed uh, this.
1: If, I think it was the year before. Okay, okay. Yeah, yep. um, I do. I mean, he's there every year, so I believe mm-hmm. he was there oh, okay. the same year that you were there I as said. well. I didn't see it. Um, but yeah. So then, just like slowly through, you know, Michael talking about it, and then actually you started this podcast and i was like oh Zelda maybe you know whatever and then oh another um, Zelda podcast you know that
0: smash brothers podcast yeah you know <laughs> it's a smash just
1: like you know wanting to be a supportive family member i was like oh maybe i'll listen whatever and then it just like kept piquing my interest cool. and then um and then <laughs> you you did your your episode where you interviewed people at the Meadows Gaming yeah, Classic, yeah, okay. and you were like, "Yeah, you know, we'll talk about you know games that you played." And I was like, "Oh, I haven't played any of them." Oh, because
0: so, when we were when we yeah, saw each other, yeah, yes, so I remember. So I was like,
1: "Oh, now I really want to play one." Yeah. <laughs> so I oh, know man,
0: you have a you have a world of fun ahead of you. You definitely do. Yes. Mm. Now you're you're starting with a link to the past. Yes. Which is a difficult game to play. It is in very my opinion. difficult. But yes. It's, it's it's one of those. It's it's the third or four it's the third ever zelda game made yes in release order yeah but, and link's awakening i think was the fourth then but mm-hmm. it's you know those first three are most of the difficulty comes from a time in video game history where the controls weren't as intuitive or some yeah of that, you know what i mean like one of the things that really well like this drives me bonkers this, is like when you sword swipe in a link to the past you can't oh, turn your character yeah. quickly yeah you know? And it's tough. You got to kind of play the game the way the game wants to be played. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and the the safe spots are far and few between. Mm-hmm. Like if you die, you have to start all over again. And you're yes. like, I've done this like 50 times, but I still can't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's so it can be frustrating. If you
0: want that to continue to be your first Zelda experience, I support it wholly. <laughs> But um if you were t- if you were inclined to to venture off onto a, a different path or something, um you know skyward swords- co- Oh, that's okay. This this stand is a little funky. Is it okay? Is it staying? Yeah. Yes. We got a full smack on the on the microphone there. Um Skyward Sword HD's coming out for the switch. It might be something to like consider. It's literally the first canonical Zelda game. Yeah, it's got some really good dungeons. Um, Michael
1: and I were talking earlier that um I think just because i was thinking about breath of the wild just simply because of how beautiful the graphics are also um i was gonna say too that i really like i really like the story of games Mm -hmm. so i think like that's why i like like final fantasy a lot because they're like it's very story heavy so like if I know more about the story and like the backstory and all that, then I'm like more interested yeah. into it. Mm-hmm. And Breath of the Wild feels like it's more story heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's
0: very interesting with Breath of the Wild because it's the one Zelda game that everyone can quote unquote play the way they want to play it. It's, it's an open mm-hmm. world game where you go around and you right. experience the narrative the way you do. You connect, right. Everyone connects the dots in different ways just mm-hmm. by nature of how they, they move through the world. Mm-hmm. But eventually you collect enough dots that you kind of get the, the larger arc of the narrative and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. And so it's really, that's really cool. So one of the things that's interesting about breath of the wild is a lot of times the conversations aren't like, Oh, did you get to that part with the Zoras and Ocarina of time? And wasn't it cool how that guy said that thing? Mm-hmm. And, and then you did this. A lot of times the conversations with breath of the wild are, okay, so how did you get to the Zora's Domain? Or when did you, you know, what was it like mm-hmm. for you when you got there? And the stories are almost built as you play. Mm-hmm. Right. So your story, like if you start playing Breath of the Wild, you there's a, there a narrative, there's a lore that exists in the universe that's canonical and all of that. But in many ways, you'll also start to be building your own stories when you right. play this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now on the total other end of the spectrum, Skyward Sword is a game that's fairly linear, um, but it has a ton of story too. So you okay. might be inclined to like, you know, if you're ever poking around and you're inclined to try Skyward Sword HD or something mm-hmm. and start at the start, which you don't have to do start at the start with, um, controls that are, are, you know, pretty okay to play and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That might be a fun consideration as well. Yeah. Cause that one lays down the seeds. It really does. That's okay. the one where you learn like yeah. why Ganon is Ganon. Ganon isn't even really in that game. It's like this other source that, yeah. that then mm-hmm. fuels Ganon. It's very cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I chose A Link to the Past because we don't have Breath of the Wild mm. right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't actually know that Michael had the one in the Game Boy. I didn't know that. Link's exists. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that he had that one. And uh, we have that. What is it called? The Nintendo thing on the Switch? Mm-hmm. That, like the, NES the, and the, the Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Comes yes. with the online
0: subscription. Yep. yes, yes. Super yes. cool. It's um, fantastic. I play it so, all the
1: time. So we have that and it has the first three. It
2: does. Of, yes.
1: Right. So um, that was like the newest one. And also I was like, I've heard a lot about, you know, A Link to the Past. That one seems fun. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I'll try that one. Yeah, that's So cool. that's why I chose that one.
0: <laughs> a Link to the Past for me is one of the harder Zelda games to play. But for many, it's their absolute favorite. Mm -hmm. Because for many, it was... If you were a fan in the late 80s, and you played the first two Zelda games, and you liked them or whatever, really, A Link to the Past was the first one that... It was... Okay, a bit, this is a bit of a mm. this is a bit like a hot take kind of thing, but it, it was the Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. of its time. Sure, yeah. Where all of a sudden a Zelda game was like they were the graphics were scrolling mm-hmm. and yeah. and it was this world that you could walk around in all over the place. And like by today's standards, it's not that big of a world, but right. You know, and, and, and honestly, a lot of people make comparisons of Breath of the Wild to the very first mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda game, which I think might be more correct. But right. this idea that when the Super Nintendo came out and these like really nice graphics happened. I think a lot of people. It made an impact. That's when Zelda kind of started in many ways, mm-hmm. right. and then Ocarina of Time was another mm-hmm. b- benchmark for a lot of people. It was their first Zelda game, right? You know, so a lot of times people like those two, and so I don't know, Michael, did you play a Link to the Past at any point?
2: Um, a little bit. It's it's one of those things where you know I think they just take the previous game foundations and then they just crank it up to eleven. Yeah, right? yeah, I think so. So I've I've played a little bit of a Link to the Past. Um, and I, I, think it's good. I just have not beaten it. I think I got to the part where Link turns into a rabbit, and then I got distracted by another. That's about game. where I stopped the first time because I got distracted. Mm-hmm. But for <laughs> when we did our review episode, I
0: like I had to push through. Yeah. Basically, I got to the rabbit and I was like, I don't know. But um, um, <laughs> anyway, I'm like super distracted by you that. You turn now. into a rabbit, you get <laughs> distracted. <I> <laughs> yeah. um, so, so if I may, you're welcome to keep playing Link to the Past. Many people consider it one of their favorites. Um, but if you are a little frustrated with some of the difficulty or the, sometimes for me, I die in A Link to the Past and I don't feel like it was me that died. I feel like it was the game maybe not allowing mm-hmm. me to translate what I wanted to do to yeah. my character correctly. Yeah. You know? And so there is a bit of that in that game, I'm just saying. I don't think that, that maybe permeates all the other Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Um, w- uh, one version, I don't know if you have a 3DS, but the sequel to A Link to the Past, uh, A Link, Link Between, Between Worlds, Worlds. Does It does uh, refine a lot of those, um, cl- the clunkiness, some of the clunkiness of that, of that original Link to the Past game. But anyway. So, wow. So your exposure to the Zelda characters as Zelda characters really is within the past couple of years. Yes. Cool. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. I think we're, I think, you know what, honestly, we're like, a ha- we're, we're like 40 minutes in, half an hour into this. Let's take a break. I'll okay. come back and tell my first impressions and then we can just kind of round table maybe some of these highlight moments that mm-hmm. we've had yeah. about the Zelda series. sounds good? Sounds good. We'll right, take a two-minute break here. We'll hear about some other podcasts that 6-5 is making, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Welcome,
2: Welcome to our, to our, our new, new podcast. podcast. Welcome to our new podcast.
1: podcast. This isn't working.
2: Agreed. I think we're going to have to do it turn by turn. Well, now that you mention it, we are a brand new RPG video game podcast. Our very existence hinges on turn based gaming. So join us on the Turn by Turn podcast, where we'll be talking about Pokemon, Fire Emblem, Golden Sun, Shining Force, Mother, and so many more. It's your turn to come and join us. <laughs> 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 One heist, six plots for betrayal. When Raya Cortella cons five other thieves into helping her steal a magical artifact from the most powerful man in the world, she knows she's playing with fire. What she doesn't know is that the rest of her crew is just as underhanded as she is, and they all have plans of their own. MJ Coon's Among Thieves, a fantasy heist novel full of twists, turns, and betrayal, available beginning September 7th, wherever books are sold. Visit mjcoon.com for more details. Jake, have you ever been looking for a definitive Nintendo ranking and can't seem to find it because it's just everybody's own opinion? Honestly, all the time, Sam. Well, I'm looking for someone to give us the answers. Wait, you mean like a podcast made by two young, handsome men where they create a definitive top five list of all things Nintendo? Should we just do it ourselves? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Let's give it a shot. I'm Sam. And I'm Jake. And And at Top Top 5 Nintendo, Nintendo, I'm going to give you my Top 5 list. And I'm going to give you my Top 5 list. And then we're going to duke it out and see what the real Top 5 is.
0: Okay, we are back from the break. I I think, so that was actually really fun. I kind of like asked you guys a lot about your stories. I hope that was okay. I just, I really enjoy hearing these kinds of things. Um, I'll try to keep mine a little quicker, which means it still might take me 20 minutes because I have that problem. But um, (laughs) I understand.
1: (laughs) This is why you have a podcast, right? Yeah. Can you believe it? I talk and people listen to it. (laughs) I just keep talking.
0: (laughs) No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, We actually have a pretty strict rule of trying to keep all our episodes at about an hour so that things don't get too Mm -hmm. long winded. But uh, okay, so, so so my my exposure, and I wrote I actually wrote a little bit about this. We have we have blogs that come out on our website. Sure, they come out every two weeks or so, and um, we did a group blog around Christmas time about our first exposure to the Legend of Zelda. And so at the time we had like six writers, and we all kind of pitched in, and wrote a couple paragraphs, and so I kind of relayed this story in that article. But my exposure to the Legend of Zelda. Was a little bit like yours, Carly, in that it was not the game itself. I kind of knew, you know, I'd go to the like the rental store, four star video, down the street from where we lived in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and I'd go rent video games, and I'd kind of sometimes see the the golden box with the shield, or you know what mm-hmm. I mean. And I, you know, would once in a while at a friend's house see the li- literally the gold plated or not gold plated, but you know the gold looking. Cartridge at a friend's house and it was yeah. always a little intimidating cuz it seemed like a really adult oh, cartridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I don't want to play that one. You know, um but it was all very disparate. I didn't have a, like a clear I it was I didn't I don't even know if I fully understood like the characters that were in it. I just kind of knew this was a game that existed. It's almost like um Dragon Quest was like that for me in the early days. You just kind of ah, see Jake. the blue slimy thing and you never really knew what you were looking at, you know, and you know cuz you just didn't know. So, I had a moment, it's kind of funny cuz we were we were talking about our grandma in the first part of this episode real quick, but my story happened at a time when my sister Katie and I and my parents visited grandma and grandpa in Duluth, I believe. Was it Duluth, Iowa? Or Duluth?
1: That sounds right.
0: There was a period of time they when I was really lot, young. But... Yeah, where they were not in Prairie or anything, which is like where their families both kind of were. Yeah. Maybe grandpa was from Duluth, but it doesn't matter. Um, they were they were living, I, I'll just say Duluth. I think it was is Iowa on the other side? Yeah, okay. Let's just say Duluth.
1: Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going
0: circ- to spin my wheels yes. here for another five minutes. Um, and we would go visit them at their house maybe once a year. Um, grandma and Grandpa were living together, and and again, my my third sister Kimberly wasn't born yet, and 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 honestly, I guess Carly, I guess you weren't born yet either. Now that I think about it, as I'm doing the math, yeah, <laughs> and. Um, there was a time where we, so, so one thing, I guess since we're family, we can kind of have these slightly more family oriented, uh, conversations, but grandma back then had one of the little like personal shopping cart pole things And oh. we see them all over the place now, yeah. the two wheels, you know, you can kind of pull the thing behind you oh, and yeah, there was yeah, a grocery yeah. store, like a small, small town America grocery store of a couple blocks away that she would usually walk to, to get the groceries. She had described to me and us when we were visiting. It's not like I like watched it happen every day, but she's oh, we just go in here, and I bring my own shopping cart. And just if I may, as a side note, I remember thinking like, "What? She has her own shopping cart? This <laughs> is like the this is so fancy," is what I remember thinking. <laughs> I had no idea that was even a possibility. Mm-hmm. And um, so you know, um, m- my mom and her would walk down to get whatever the food was that they were gonna make or something mm-hmm. like that. And I think there was one time. My memory is that I think mom and dad were with me, and I was very young. This is like early grade school, if, if even that. And um, we, we walked into the corner grocery store place, which was a sweet, charming little grocery store, bad lighting, the whole thing. <laughs> and um, there was the cereal aisle. And my parents had a; they weren't super strict about no sugar cereal, but they were very like sugar cereal adverse. It was always it was a lot of Wheaties and and mm-hmm. like regular Cheerios. Mm-hmm. And if we wanted something sweet, my mom would allow us to put bananas or strawberries in our cereal. You know, that's about as sweet as oh, it got. Okay. Later on in life, we were able to put a little sugar on our Rice Krispies, and that was a that was a very exciting morning if we were allowed to mm. sprinkle one spoon onto our our Reese, our Rice Krispies. So anyway. You know, I if once in a while I'd try to ask for the Fruit Loops or something like that. And I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! You don't, you don't need that." Well, once in a while, if we were on vacation, like camping or something, sometimes this would happen. We'd go camp in Prairie du Chien. Mm-hmm. They'd kind of loosen the grip a little and let us or order <laughs> or purchase like a fun cereal, maybe with Cinnamon Toast Crunch or Fruit mm-hmm. Loops or whatever. Yeah, doesn't matter. So we walk into this corner grocery store, and I look up and. Th- Obviously, before the internet. Obviously, you know, a lot of times we as consumers now we're aware of products before we purchase them because they're hitting an Instagram post or they're right. on mm-hmm. a website blog post or YouTube's reviewing it or something like that. Facebook mm-hmm. ad. Yeah. Like my nieces are, are eight and 11 and they know about products before they even are in, on the store shelves. Okay, fine. That's the world we live in. But back then, you wouldn't really know mm-hmm. about a toy or something until it was on a we shelf. Saw it. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, we go to the cereal aisle because it was a little bit – I might be conflating this a little, but it's. I'll just say like mom and dad said, okay, you can go pick a, a cereal or something like that. And, and I kind of knew that it meant maybe I could pick a, fa- a fancy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a fancy one by like a sugary uh-huh. concoction. Anyway, I look up and there was well, – what you guys might know it. Everyone knows it now, but there was the Mario Brothers cereal cereal box up on this shelf. And I had never seen it at our local grocery store in Kenosha. It was like mm-hmm. this mystery thing in this weird little grocery store. Mm-hmm. And it was a half and half box. Are you guys kind of familiar with the cereal box I'm talking about? Yeah. Half of it was Mario uh, themed crunchies. They probably tasted like, um, I, don't even, I don't even know the cereal analog. But anyway, the other half of the box was Legend of Zelda.
1: Okay. okay.
0: And so I was not a Legend of Zelda fan at all at this point. I kind of would see a gold cartridge here and there like I said. But I was really excited to get Super Mario Brothers cereal. Can you even imagine yeah. that Super Mario Brothers is so popular that it's a cereal, mom and dad? Can we please, please, please get this one? And I remember the only disappointing part of this cereal box is that half of it was Super Mario Brothers and the other half was like that other game The Legend of Yeah, that other game. There's like skeletons on the case. Some guy in green was like fighting skeletons. It was scary. So I remember, we, so they allowed me to buy the supermarket and it was definitely one of these like well we're on vacation so you can buy the super sugar
1: cereal or grandma sweet talked them or something probably yeah Yeah.
0: could have been a little of that and so we brought it back we brought it back and i mean i kind of remember the table in their in their kitchen there it was one of these where the kitchen was then connected to like a long living it was like half the house was the living room almost kind of like like a ranch where half the house is the living room and then the Mm -hmm. bedrooms were on the other side okay yeah So I remember pouring my Mario cereal and I was so excited. And then I, you know, the next day I had Mario cereal again. And basically it was only two bowls of cereal because it's these thin little tubes, you know, of of cereal box Mm -hmm. of these plastic cereal. So then I had to like on day three, if I'm remembering this correctly, I had to eat the Zelda cereal.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, I don't know. This is scary. I like literally remember being scared to eat the cereal. (laughs) So like that's the scary game. Yeah. And I'm looking at the box and I, I absolutely remember kind of looking, I, I just distinctly remember there's like a labyrinth depiction and I think it was a skeleton, maybe maybe it was a bacoblin. I didn't know it or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, one of these goblin characters. But I ate the cereal, but at the time it tasted good, but I was kind of like learning about the different icons of the cereal icons about mm-hmm. and how they related, mm-hmm. okay, there's a sword and a star and a who knows what, right? So that was it. It was Legend of Zelda. And that was my first exposure to like really knowing that there were characters and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once in a while, I think once or twice I hit, I would watch the Super Mario Brothers TV show Ah, and then there'd be the Zelda episode on Fridays Mm -hmm. and I caught like one or two quick bits of those episodes and then it was a few years later and I was now maybe, let's guess that I was in first, second or third grade. And I remember at that point I had grown up enough that I thought that Zelda was cool now. It wasn't yeah. scary anymore now it was cool mm-hmm. it was that yes. game I kind of knew about but I didn't really know but now it was cool so so at that point I had grown out of Mario Brothers and I would like I didn't know that the Zelda episodes were only on Fridays but I would kind of like you know try to catch the Mario Brothers show at whatever it was two o'clock p.m 3 o'clock p.m or mm-hmm. I think it also sometimes is on in the morning it doesn't really matter but I'd catch a Zelda one I had no mm-hmm. idea what it was about and I thought oh cool I, I, okay success you know the next for the next three months now I'll know the, the thing that's cool it'll be this weird Zelda show. And then, like, decades passed. I didn't care about Zelda at all. Link's <laughs> Awakening came out. Didn't know, mm-hmm. didn't care. I got really excited about Super Metroid. I got really excited about Mario Land. Yeah. And I guess there was that Zelda game. I remember thinking the commercial was cool. The commercial for Links to the Past would, would hit television in what the early, early 90s, maybe even the late 80s, but I think it was the early 90s. And it was the, 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 the tagline, and I'll, I'll never forget it, was it was an actor, a human actor was running around. Mm-hmm. And it said something like Legend of Zelda, a Link to the Past. Uh, when you think it's over, it's only just begun, and that's because it was the model where you have three dungeons, and you think you've hit the final boss, oh. and then it elevates to a whole another thing. And then, then you have to thing. do, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Where in many ways, the three dungeons are really almost the warm up, you know, yeah, right. Which Ocarina took that same model a couple years later. So then, so I was getting Zelda curious, basically, <clears throat> and I was in sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade, and I had gotten a Game Boy. Which is a whole other story that I'd love to tell, but I won't tell it on this episode. I'd saved up money for a Game Boy. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to get into role-playing games, like a little bit. I had a Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what Chrono Trigger was yet but I kind of, it wasn't Final Fantasy, but I think like Lufia was one. There's mm-hmm. a couple of these like starting to get into turn-based role-playing games. And I thought they were the coolest things in the world mm-hmm. on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And just as a side note, my little sister Kimberly would sometimes watch me play them too. Then she'd try to play. Yeah. Honestly, I think Crone Trigger was in this spectrum. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so my parents were, they went through this phase for about three or four years where we weirdly got kind of big gifts for Easter. Oh yeah. Okay. Like instead of a basket with some candy, we'd kind of get like a legit gift. Yeah. Mm. I got a wagon one year. Like it was like a, a real, a real wagon. But I mean that's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it was more than a couple chocolate eggs. A
1: wagon.
0: Yeah. So one year I was old enough that Easter was coming around. This only lasted three, four years. This 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 pattern with my parents. But I guess I must have been in fifth grade. And my parents kind of came to me and they said, "Hey, is there like a." A Game Boy game you would kind of are interested in. Because I think they were thinking, okay, Game Boy games are $30. It's not one of these like $50 or $60 experiences right. or who knows what. And and Link's, Link's Awakening had been out for a long time already. I remember having friends at school talking to me about like the Fetch Quest and the Yoshi doll and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Zelda's a thing. I guess it's on the side, you know, whatever. And so I was kind of researching role-playing games. I was on the internet. I remember this now. I was on dial-up internet. So it must have been like sixth grade. <laughs> And I was searching for Final Fantasy games on the Game Boy, but it was Final Fantasy Legend was the only one that was available. Yep. And I learned about, and you know, Legend brought me to Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. And I thought, you know what? It's been the five six years, but maybe I'll ask for that Link's Awakening game, that Zelda game. I've never played a proper Zelda game before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think I'd like to give it a try. So I, I remember like printing it out. I remember I think I printed out the picture, and I said, oh, I think I'd like to ask for Link's Awakening for Easter. And sure enough, we got all of our Easter Bunny goodies. Easter Bunny came and gave us all the chocolate eggs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then from my parents, there was a wrapped uh, Game Boy game, and it was Link's Awakening. Okay, fine. And so that later that day, we would my mom's side all lived in in, in Kenosha. Yeah. And so for Easter, we'd all get together. All like, there's like 60 Rakowskis in in. Uh, I believe it. In, in Kenosha. And, um, so we'd get together with them and I, I had, I took my little Game Boy cartridge and I clicked it into my gray Game Boy and it was huddled up on the side of, of some living room of one of my aunt's house or whatever. And I just started playing my first real Zelda game ever, mm-hmm. honestly. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I got out of bed and the guy said my name and he, I went and got a, sh- he gave me a sword and I got a shield and I was like it's beginning yeah <laughs> it's starting i'm and my will my life will never be different i mean i didn't like love zelda yet but i just remember being so excited and i knew it wasn't a role-playing game i knew it wasn't a turn-by-turn role-playing game right, right. you know what i mean yeah um because i'd already kind of played like versions of chrono trigger so this is like i got this late you mm-hmm. know yeah and uh there it was and so my first exposure i guess i guess that story is way too long but my first exposure was literally the scary cereal box yeah and, uh, and then, but my first exposure to the game was playing Link's Awakening that way years later, probably mm-hmm. 94, 90, probably 90, yeah. 1994. Right. Playing it. So I'll stop there because I have a different moment that really like clicked for me being a Zelda fan. Yeah. So I'll speak to that in a minute. So that's, that was my exposure was, was I realized now it's kind of serendipitous a little bit. Was at grandma's house? Thirty three decades ago.
1: Yeah. <laughs> picking
0: a fancy cereal because we were on vacation, mm-hmm. literally pouring this. I've never had the cereal again. So that cereal's connected to that gr- that kitchen table. To, oh my god. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Anyways. It um, lives
1: in that moment in time for it you. It does. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. found the
0: cereal again. Um, okay, and they probably wouldn't let me buy it again. Cool. Anyways, so let's let's circle back all the way around. Uh Michael, for you, so this is what I thought was gonna be our second half of the episode. If your exposure to Zelda was was buying the cartridge and your exposure to video games, super cool story. Was there any moments for you? And, and if you say, "Hey, guess what? It was Link's Awakening." I'm cool with it. But was there a time where you were kind of like hooked to the Zelda franchise? What was that like mm-hmm. for you?
2: I once again, I go back to what I call the the Triforce. You know, Link's Awakening, Oracle Ages, Oracle Season. Yeah. So with Link's Awakening, the Big thing that kind of hit me was, you know, yes, you get a sword and a shield and you're off on your adventures, but your adventures also really matter. You change the course of things or things that you do affect the game. Um, One of my favorite things that I think of is, you know, you're a young, innocent kid and you walk into the shopkeeper's store <laughs> and you're like, man, there are all these cool things in here. There's a bow, there's yep. bombs and stuff. And you're like, there's so, they cost so many rupees and it takes so long to cut grass to get rupees. And <laughs> You can grab stuff off the shelf and you bring it to him to buy him and he'll tell you whether you can or not. Yep. But the door is open. Yes. And so one day I just grabbed an item and I walked out the door. I did the exact I, same I, thing. I didn't even realize what I was doing at that point. I just walked out the door. Oh. And and, and so <laughs> your name gets changed to Thief in the game. Indeed. Right? Oh, no. And if you go back into the shop, he zaps you with an electric bolt that just sucks all your hearts away. Right? Yeah. Just boom, dead on the spot. And at that point I'm like, I have changed destiny, <laughs> like, you know, and that just blew my mind that there was a game that had taken my actions and gone. Okay, you've done this. Here's how we're going to react to this. Yeah, right. Mm. Um, yeah, that's fun. And
1: you thought you cheated the I game. Think he, like, he, I did. He like, yeah. warns
2: you once, like, "Hey, you didn't pay for that yet, or
0: something, or it was only the first time you're in there, and you technically, if mm-hmm. you run around a certain way, it, so it's 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 based on if he's looking at the door or not. Yeah, is if he says something to you or not. And yeah, so you must have just done the path by accident of a round of a thing. He was probably looking a different way. And you walked out. Uh huh. Yep. I just whoop ran away.
2: And um. And I mean, even like your file, your name just changed to capital. Oh really? Thief. Oh yeah, my everybody gosh! Everybody calls <laughs> you thief. So like from you'll, then on, yep, you'll get to like a really important scene and um, they're like hey thief and you're like oh no <laughs> you're
1: like i'm shamed
2: <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't realize what i've done with my life
1: <laughs> did you ever like redeem your title no so in the game you no? cannot
0: it's a forever change oh,
1: yeah wow. you have to just
0: not steal if you play again
2: yeah oh, yeah wow. you got to restart your save if you don't want to be called thief no more wow yeah um but oracle of ages and oracle seasons added in a whole like extra set of dimensions to the previous game I had played. Mm. Like, you could have friends who were mounts. So, like, there was, I believe it was Rocky, who was a kangaroo. Kangaroo, You had Moosh, who was this, like, blue panda bear with wings kind of thing. Yes. And then... uh, It was, uh, like, the rhinoceros. Dongo, I think, might have been Kind of a Triceratops rhinoceros. Yeah, and he could swim and stuff and, like, eat things. And so, like, that was a cool new little thing. Um, Both games played entirely different, too. So it was kind of like that Pokemon effect for me. Like, oh, Red has this Pokemon. And... You know, Blue has these Pokemon, but it was two different Legend of Zelda adventures around the same time. I could change seasons in one of them, and the other one I could just travel through time. Yeah. And the fact you could link the two together to unlock more stuff was just mind-blowing to me at that time. I didn't get to play Pokemon thoroughly until later, so this oh, was, wow. like, my experience of, like, what linked game stuff was like. I see. Right? Um, so it, it just, that from there, I think kind of like cemented it for me. Like, I really like these games and I like what they do. It just, everything about them feels almost perfect to me. I have a question for you. Did you play
0: Link's Awakening and then Oracle Andor Seasons and then Oracle Andor Seasons? Were those your first
2: three Zelda games? Or was there like Ocarina in the middle or something? Ocarina was in the middle. So it was Link's Awakening, Ocarina of Time, um, which I had, had beaten and then Oracle of... I think Oracle of Ages, I Ages was, first, was the one I picked. I wanted seasons. Yeah. I wanted seasons for the subro scenes and and the oh, dancing. Oh, yeah. So, that's right. Um, because they have a whole dance mini game in seasons, it's which is Dance oh, oh, Dancers Revolution, but you're pushing the buttons. Yes. Oh, that's And funny. you can get items and stuff. It's it's I it's one of those great mini games that yeah. I love. Um so yeah, that that was just kind of my timeline from uh-huh. there. And like because Oca- Oracle was 2001. They both came out very short ap- shortly
0: after mm-hmm. Ocarina, but before Wind Waker. Right, yeah. I- and there was a special time, too, if I may, because you're playing in this, I'll say, quote-unquote, Link's Awakening engine, mm-hmm. but you're seeing Gorons now, and you're seeing Zora and stuff. And that mm-hmm. stuff didn't exist until, well, the Zoras kind of did, but that stuff largely didn't exist until Ocarina of Time. Right, so, that so you're kind of having this like Nintendo 64 experience on a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. Yeah, it was a really, really fun time in life. So,
2: so somewhere around the Oracle games, where you kind of got hooked on the franchise. I think Links Awakening was like the big one. It really but did it I for think it. Oracle of Ages and Seasons just cemented that further. I see. Um, wow. So yeah, I just remember like I had, we were sitting at like a Sunday school little thing, and I had my Game Boy because I didn't want to play with the other kids. And um, I remember equipping a bow and a bomb and being able to shoot. <laughs> bomb arrows which blew my mind like you know there's just so many little things that all add up to that experience yeah. changing my gaming life forever and so i i have to thank legend of Zelda: links awakening for that yeah you know wow, wow that's great that's great i'm not ocarina shaming you but
0: ocarina d- d- um was it was an experience and there it was and you liked it but it was really the oracle
2: games that came in and you're like okay now mm-hmm. as a whole package this thing's great yes absolutely and i i love ocarina in time, but like those those three games are what does it for me when it comes to the Legend of Zelda. Franchise. There's something about the portable games that mm-hmm. become very personal because you've got this little
0: box and you've got this thing and it's just you doing it and you can take it with you. Like the Oracle mm-hmm. games feel more personal in those ways. You know, mm-hmm. when you bring it Absolutely. around, it's yours. And we did talk earlier about playing these things on on television screens and stuff like that, and I, I enjoy doing that be it through uh, a game boy player or a retron five or even an old super game boy or something like that mm-hmm. on super nintendo that is nice and it's, if you are going to be at home it's nice to have that experience basically seasons i played on my retron retron five sure but there's something about in the old days I, like i guess mm-hmm. i'm even kind of considering my easter day yeah link's awakening experience mm-hmm. where you kind of got this thing with you, you put it in your pocket and you take it with you it's very cool yeah yeah it cements it wow mm-hmm. that's neat um Carly, I, I know you're so new to it, but um, maybe you're not hooked yet on Zelda games or anything, and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. What kind of things are you looking forward to that you, you surmise or you're guessing might be in store with future Zelda games for you?
1: Um, I am excited to play the rest of them. I think I have a feeling that I will probably switch games mm. or uh, during our break, you were giving me some tips for a link to the past so i may try those first and then see if that helps um but i think that um hearing both of you guys talk and just looking through the encyclopedia and all of that um and just like having the knowledge that i have and then playing the games it's like i'm like connecting the dots like as i'm playing the games yeah. and i'm like oh that's that thing that they're talking about you know and um oh wow Interesting. i was so i was talking about that piece of art that i got from Midos coming classic um with the, the healing fairy and link mm-hmm. and um in a link to the past there's a spot in the ground where you like you get rid of one of the the bushes and there's like a hole in the ground that you like fall down and there's the fairy there. And then I had this moment where I was like, oh my gosh, that's the fairy in the painting. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, love I was it. like, whoa, like this
0: is the game version. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so so cool. like
1: having those moments, I think just like connecting that stuff is yeah. really exciting to me as I like expand my knowledge, but then also experience it in the game yeah. for the first time. That's,
0: that's good. That's a really, I'll never have that experience of, yeah. of, of, of kind of taking in some of these story points or game points from other media yeah and then and then having to be like oh this is that moment in a game yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's gonna be exciting i think it's mm-hmm. gonna be interesting yeah i don't know if i've ever had because i usually i play this Zelda game and there it is and then later you see the art and you go ah, oh, i remember that moment <laughs> yeah yeah oh wow interesting mm-hmm. cool cool oh man i don't know i can't wait to talk to you a year from now when you've like Played 40 hours of Breath of the Wild or something like that. You're be like, <laughs> yeah. And then this, and then this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, if, if, you, if you enjoy some of these Zelda games, I think you've got a lot of good experiences. My favorite thing about Zelda games is that there is narrative, there's, there's a good storyline and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but I really love this kind of like larger puzzle experience that happens in each dungeon Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. might be it's sometimes you're just solving a little puzzle in a room fine it's a five minute puzzle or something Mm -hmm. but a lot of times once you get to a proper dungeon and this happens in a link to the past too all of a sudden you're doing these possibly two hour long puzzles where one room is referencing another Mm -hmm. and you know the best zelda dungeons in my opinion are are, some of them are in the 3d games some of them aren't there's some really quality ones in the 2d games but um where you're, they, they sometimes refer to these dungeons as puzzle box dungeons, where the sure. whole dungeon moves and morphs because oh, of things you do. Yeah. There's a water dungeon in Twilight Princess where if you flip a switch, these staircases move, and you start to realize, oh, I can only get here or there if I move these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And then, mild spoiler, but it's not that big a deal. You start to learn that you can turn water on, and then you realize, well, wait a second. If I t- turn that water on coming off a trough and I move this, stairwell all of a sudden now not only can i access different areas but i can control where the water goes in other areas Uh, and it might take you a half an hour to run around and kind of really put this together you know and be looking around that's it's when those experiences happen where you kind of like you've gone Mm -hmm. you've gone into these large puzzles where you have to be aware of your surroundings Mm -hmm. and stuff that it's really satisfying Mm -hmm. it's really good stuff
1: yeah that sounds like a lot of fun i love puzzles actually Mm -hmm. um i just finished playing a game called carto and it's it's essentially yes I'm do you familiar. know it yes yeah um i just beat the game recently actually um it didn't take me that long surprisingly no. mm-hmm. uh, maybe i just really enjoyed it but um i really enjoy puzzles so like literally the fact that you have to like literally like physically switch around these like pieces of paper that are like tiles if you will mm-hmm. um you have to uh, there's even parts of the game where like you're like in the forest and you have to um, you have to go a certain way and then based on like how the winds are moving, tells you which way you have to go. So it's like you're going through the forest but it's really just like the same three tiles that wow. you're switching around and you have to listen for like a certain chime to, to know if you're correct or not. Oh wow. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it gets really complicated and super fun. Um, I'm excited
0: for you to go into the Lost Woods in Ocarina of Time and Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> remember those. Remember and, that experience when you go into lost, those lost right? woods. I remember those days. <laughs> all, all I'll say is, remember the wind. Yes, remember
1: the wind. Remember the
0: wind when you're in lost woods. Mm-hmm. Breath of the mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Will...
0: Yeah, Cardo. Cardo was recommended by the, the YouTube channel Game Maker's Toolkit. Actually, Thanks. nice. Yeah, he was speaking about it.
1: I believe Michael found it actually, and yeah. he was like, "I think you'd really like this." And mm-hmm. then I put it on I my did. wish
0: list. I haven't purchased it yet, but now with this additional recommendation, maybe yeah. I have to. It's, it's, it's really
1: good.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, I guess I'll I guess I'll speak to my like hooked moment mm-hmm. with yes. Zelda, and it was kind of in between Link's Awakening and Ocarina of Time. Um, w- when so by now I was maybe in like seventh or eighth grade. After mm-hmm. playing Link's Awakening, I was a, I still had did not play Link, a Link to the Past. I'd kind of missed the boat, mm-hmm. and I was excited about Zelda sixty four is what it was called at that point when oh, they were yes. developing it, but sure. it, Ocarina of Time. And the internet was a thing now where you could actually, like, go to sites and research things and and learn things. Nintendo.com did exist. And, and, you know, because... Because in my in sixth grade and seventh grade and, and fifth grade you're you're going to the toy store and buying magazines. Yeah. You're just reading everything and anything you can yeah. about a certain game. Or you get mm. those
1: big cheat books. I remember my strategy brother having guys. a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, strategy guides. Mm-hmm. They feel give like give me the strategy. They, they feel like cheat books though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at their worst they are, but at the best yeah. they're like they get, you know their maps and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but if I wanted like news on Zelda 64, I'd have to go try to hit, an. Uh, I'd have to try to find an Electronic Gaming Monthly or a Nintendo mm-hmm. Power, yeah. thumb through it and see if there's like one page of an article that would tell me something about the development. You know, mm-hmm. E3 was always a very exciting thing Yeah. because you get a little information because these companies would go and talk and come back with the information. Anyways, so where I knew I was hooked on The Legend of Zelda was, was before Ocarina of Time came out, but it was in development and I was reading as much about it as I could and I got the guts at a certain time. I, I uh, was on like the Nintendo website and I found their email us questions, email mm, account, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I definitely did not have a personal account. I definitely had like Ron Geisler AOL something. Cause it was my dad's, it was like the family email at that point. Yeah, right. Yeah, Like, mm-hmm. Hey family, we have an email, you know? Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Tell us more about this electronic mail. But, um, i I use our family email and i emailed nintendo Mm -hmm. and i asked them some kind of question about ocarina of time and it was about the scrolling it was something about like i was wondering if the game was going to scroll naturally or kind of use like a resident evil style of of like screen swapping Mm -hmm. and at the time i wasn't podcasting at the time i was a bit more shy and and I, it took me like a couple weeks to get the guts to send this email yeah like i didn't want nintendo to like judge me or something or who knows right or like yeah. oh my gosh what if they actually reply i'm gonna lose my pants yeah but yeah. um but I got, I got i put this email together and asked i'm very you know dear nintendo i'm very excited about the upcoming zelda game yeah it was one of those yeah. i was just wondering would it, would it be scrolling or not or this or that and uh i was very excited never got a reply but that's fine. I didn't care. But the moment that was the first and only game I've ever like reached out to a developer to yeah. ask a question, mm-hmm. and that experience of a couple weeks of that experience, kind of that's when I kind of realized I was like, oh, I think I really like Zelda. Like I think I'm really excited about <laughs> yeah. Ocarina of Time. And I'd really only played one game. It was only Link's Awakening. Yeah. But the idea oh, of Ocarina, I pre-ordered Ocarina then, and and mm-hmm. and you know got it on day one and was playing it with some of my friends. Very excited. And then I kind of had to go back and play the original and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Ocarina. And then I, I pre-ordered Majora's Mask as well because it only came out about a year later. Mm-hmm. And by that time, I was starting my first year of college. Yeah. So I guess I was okay. 18 or something like that here in Chicago about 20 years ago, if not more. Yeah. And... um And that was, so Majora's Mask was the first game that I like confidently went into. I was like, I loved Ocarina. I'm ordering Majora's. I'm going to play. And I remember like, I remember my roommate watching me play Majora's. And anyway, there it is. So it was this like getting the guts to reach out to Nintendo. Mm -hmm. I'd never asked anybody else about a game or anything. And I was risking them never Mm -hmm. getting back to me or or saying, no way, you dumb kid, which they would never do. I was so scared. I
1: wonder how your dad would have reacted when he gets a... Email Maybe he got a reply. Nintendo. What
0: if like, he got the a reply? Sp- sp- <laughs>
2: what's this spam
0: email? Oh my gosh! What if he got a reply and he was like, "Junk that." <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh um, no! Now it just ruined I it just for you. I just realized something, <laughs> Nintendo. If you're out there,
1: I mean, there's a reply I so, waiting. I was thinking about this the whole time you were telling me. Sorry, I was like, <laughs> and then your dad told you, right? I made like, a fatal error. I, I like, used the
0: family email. <laughs>
1: I was like, did you ever check or my dad? Like, you
0: know, he's he's he goes in and out on supporting video games, it's that's that's, yeah. that's fine, that's cool. But I'm sure you'll be like, I ah, watched this on uh, Nintendo thing, uh, okay, I was trashed that, yeah, <laughs> I have no idea.
2: Delete
1: because I, I assume he didn't know that you used no, the family I mean, I suppose email. he could
0: have looked at the sent email, but even back then, we weren't as email savvy to like, right. oh, I don't.
1: Did it, did they, did the emails even include the original message when you replied?
0: I mean, I don't know. I feel like they this didn't. They could have. They could have not. Um, the next time I see my dad, I'm going to see him next weekend. I'm going to have to ask him. He's not going to remember.
1: Probably dad, not. Dad,
0: say. Say, dad. <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs>
1: Do you ever junk an email from Nintendo? From Nintendo? <laughs> you crazy person? <laughs> <laughs> How could you? <laughs> it's really like I have no idea, son. I can't
0: believe that I never. I probably was in such like denial i can't believe that i ever even didn't even posit that he could have gotten it and deleted it and it took this conversation for me to 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 complete this memory
1: (laughs) oh Oh my
0: gosh what if they told me what if they would have said dear david it will not be like resident evil it will scroll naturally (laughs) Oh boy! Well, I've have uh, had a journey today. That was an interesting <laughs> episode. Um, I don't even know how to take us out. I don't know any closing comments or anything about Zelda, Zelda franchise, anything like that.
2: No, I I, I don't, don't
0: think so. Because I'm done. I'm I'm wrecked. I'm ruined. Here now. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing more to say. Carly's consulting her index card real quick. Uh,
1: no, yeah, I think I.
0: Boy, oh boy! I think
1: I hit all my points.
0: If anybody wants to tweet recommendations. Well, do you have a Twitter or is it all just Instagram mostly, Carly?
1: I do have a Twitter, okay but I never don't. use it. That's fine.
0: If people want to find Carly on Instagram, they can find her at
1: one chapow one. That's one C H A P O W one.
0: Cool. For for for, for you're gonna get an influx of, of DMs of like, you should try this game, you should try this game. You're gonna be like, Why did I ever <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs>
2: Um, uh, Michael if people want to find you on
0: on Twitch Instagram Twitter or other share well, they do that
2: if you're looking for me you can generally find me on the interwebs under boss arcade or boss arcade lS which is for live stream um and so i'm on twitch.tv forward slash boss arcade i got an instagram where i generally talk about rpg stuff or miniatures that i'm working on some board game things um, every once in a while a little bit of history about video games super so. cool um
0: i didn't ask you this when when we did our previous episode but in general what are some of your favorite games to stream i mean i know it probably is a, ro- a rotating door
2: but oh gosh um so spider-man has has been a blast on ps4 cool i like a lot of the
1: horror stuff oh, and, wow. and so i mean like
2: PlayStation One, PlayStation yes. Two. That's a lot so of like the stuff. So like retro horror streams. That sounds yes. great. Yeah. Yes. So he
1: actually does. What do you call it? Bosstober.
2: Bosstober. So yeah. when October hits, I want to play horror games in Bosstober. So oh like last goodness. time we yeah. did Bosstober, I was working through Castlevania One and having a heck of a time trying to defeat Dracula. Oh my gosh, um, this is awesome. That's, that's a story all on its own. But yeah, I had no so, idea. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, Resident Evil, that kind of stuff. What's um, the handle one more time? It is Boss Arcade. LS right or, or, that... or boss so arcade, Boss Arcade. LS. If you're looking for me on Twitch, sometimes there's an LS depending on what platform. Boss it Arcade. Wow. Just no so no on what... underscores. Nothing, huh? Just no underscores. Just on, just look for the eye in the moon.
1: On sun. On some platforms, the Boss Arcade was unfortunately already taken. Oh, I see. So ICC that's why he that has LS. the LS for yeah. a live stream. Mm. Yeah, I remember so. when I
0: set up my email account like through Apple 900 years ago, D Geisler was already taken and You're like decided yeah, to be D Geisler there's a, 3. There's a
1: Don Geisler out there somewhere.
0: So yeah, weird weird story, but even when I went to school here in Chicago about 20 years ago, I remember I was getting a phone I was getting a phone number assigned to like my apartment so the family could call cuz there weren't cell phones really that much. Yeah. And certainly texting wasn't a thing, but um to get the number they had to file me and they me in that there were four other David Geislers in Chicago alone. Oh my gosh. David Geislers? Oh my gosh. And one of them was even like a David M. But anyway, it was crazy. It really like it kind of tripped me up. But it's all right. I got past it. And I'm I'm staying strong. <laughs> I'm glad you can move on from yeah, that. Yeah. Twenty right, years cool. later,
1: you're like, there this were ep- four other
0: ones. <laughs> four other ones. Who were they? Did they reply to I mean? All right. Um cool. This episode's coming out October-ish. So I'm happy that people are learning about this, about this Bostober. Mm-hmm. Uh, experience all right cool uh people want to find the show they can find us on twitter at another zelda pod instagram at another zelda podcast youtube facebook we have a pinterest account now Ooh. celeste oh. runs it it's a lot of fun
1: i did not know this
0: yeah she just well we were having a meeting the other day and she was like i think zelda should have or azp should have a pinterest account and i said that's cool i've done pinterest accounts for other shows i just didn't really have the bandwidth to do it and she was like well let me do it and i said oh that sounds great you know we're kind of like co-producers in this experience and yeah. so yeah mm-hmm. Um, that's up there and running. It's kind of cool. She did a post to each of our episodes, and then she's broken up the groups into seasons, but then she's also just finding a lot of great fan art and stuff Zelda like things, that. the things, yeah. I have a dream that the Another Zelda Podcast website can eventually become a small forum slash marketplace for Zelda art, like, mm, you know, yeah. for people to, yeah, I cool. mean, they can do it all on Etsy and stuff too, mm. that's cool, but I just love yeah. That's why I was so excited about your story about uh, seeing the fairy with Link yeah, and stuff like that. Maybe I'll
1: send you a picture of it so you can see how cool That'd be it cool. is.
0: That'd be cool. I get really excited about, about fan art, uh, about video games. Okay, anyways, anyways, anyways. You can find us at anotherzeldapodcast.com if you want to get get check out any of this kind of stuff we're talking about right now. We do have a Discord channel, but mostly Shane Kelly runs that one. He's one of our blog writers. He's able to kind of keep it going, too. I tried to run the Discord, and it, just, it was like... It was like a tidal wave i could not keep up with yeah. the conversations mm-hmm. so i chime in here and there but but shane's a, a really great uh He's kind of running the EZP embassy over there on Discord, and that's mm-hmm. awesome. All right, there it is, everybody. Carly, Michael, once again, this was a blast. Absolutely. I loved our other episode, but this that one was really fun. It Absolutely. was, yeah. Oh, boy. that's what's, It's really great just kind of digging in sometimes and having these conversations.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: Well, I know you're driving back to Wisconsin shortly after this. I hope you have a good drive. Yes. It's mm-hmm. like three and a half, four hours, something like that. Um,
1: It's mm-hmm. only three hours. Yeah, okay.
0: Oh, well, in that case, whatever. <laughs> that would be, be great. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And yeah, so. we, hopefully, we, hopefully we see each other in person again soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Oh, do you know the ending? Okay.
1: I do know the ending. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye.